Servus und frohe Weihnachten, everyone. This is your Schnitzel, and yes, we are on another episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works flagship show. And well, it is Christmas, and you guys might be wondering why I am not busy celebrating or doing something else. It's basically because one, we do not want to stop our coverage despite it being a holiday, and second, because the others were swathed in Christmas stuff and celebrations and whatnot, and I am having to sacrifice two hours of the celebrations with my family for recording this podcast. So I just hope Chuck, Phil, and the rest of the staffers, if you're listening to this, you better appreciate this. It's a massive sacrifice. Coming to the show itself, well, uh, I wish you all a Merry Christmas on behalf of all the staffers from Bavarian Football Works and regardless of where you're listening to this podcast from every probably every single corner of the world probably and hopefully every single continent you might have you know different times when you'll be celebrating the same so for those of you from you know the USA and other parts of North and South America who will be celebrating this tomorrow a Merry Christmas in advance and I hope that you know you have a really nice wonderful time with your families and a blessed time ahead and well since this is quite late in the night for me and since i have an exam tomorrow i am going to keep this quite short and just talk about a lot of topics in quick succession and just make sure that i cover a bunch of things as soon as possible so initially wait i have a list ready and uh the first thing on the agenda today is Bayern Munich's goalkeeper situation. And yes, we did discuss a little bit about this in the previous flagship, but I thought we might need to delve into it a little bit more since it is a real panic of, you know, a situation right now at the Bayern Munich office and everyone's really worried. What are we going to do? Who is Neuer's replacement for the rest of the season? Are we going to stick with Svenol Reich? Are we going to go for someone else? It is all up in the air and it honestly sends me into a panic attack because this is just a really terrible state of affairs. And if we do not get a good replacement in time, I do not think that we should let our entire season hinge on Svenel Reich. I mean, all due respect to him. Firstly, he could also get injured. And second, I do not think and I'm not really, you know... Uh, on board with having him as our primary keeper for the rest of the season especially in Champions League games since yes he was amazing in the 2018 season but he did have two blips against Real Madrid that cost us you know the game the tie and at the same time imagine how you know he might be four or five years since that time like I'm pretty sure he might have accumulated some rust and he certainly is only a second choice keeper so I believe Bayern desperately need to sign someone and there are a number of names up in the air like uh, we already have covered Jan Zoma, Yazin Bunu from uh, Sevilla I believe and of course uh, Livakovic and Alexander Nubel our own uh, goalkeeper who is on loan at Monaco and at the same time now in recent weeks Melier from Leeds who is actually a very very good goalkeeper has also joined the list so I don't know what the front office is thinking really I don't know what their thought process is behind this but I really hope that any solution they come to because it is probably short term like I don't I'm not sure if you know Neuer is going to stay out for longer than this season I think he's going to come back and I think he might get that starting role once he's back although that is also doubtful 
I want this plan to be something of a cost-effective plan for the rest of the season so that, number one, funds could be used to bolster other areas of the pitch where we might be needing services of players. And number two, which I think is really crucial and highly important, is that Neuer's post-Neuer plan, I'm sorry, Bayern's post-Neuer plan should not be done in a haste. It should not be rushed because this is very important. This is very crucial. He is one of the best... What am I even saying? He's the best goalkeeper of all time. And he's the GOAT keeper for a reason. If Messi is the GOAT that grazes the attacking areas of the pitch, Neuer is the one that grazes the defensive and the goalkeeping areas. I mean, he is one of a kind. And I don't think we'll ever see a player like him ever again. And I do not think anyone Bayern has as a replacement for Neuer in, you know, for the next generation will quite live up to Neuer's role for both Bayern and Germany and might be able to do anything, you know, to the same level. I mean, I say Germany because I'm expecting it to be a German keeper, but they might well prove me wrong and, you know, the Bayern board might sign someone else from some other country. I'm still thinking that Alexander Nubel has all the hallmarks, all that, you know, we think are required in a top-level distribution keeper who can also make some really good saves from close range. And there are also parallels from the early Neuer transfer. He's also from Schalke, and he is a very, very good distributor of the ball, and he looks very comfortable in Monaco, where he has gotten a lot of minutes and a lot of experience. But that being said, is he ready to be a starting keeper at Bayern? And is he happy with being an understudy uh, for Neuer once Neuer returns? Like, all of these questions, you know, just... Not many answers at the moment. We just have to keep guessing. And uh, the other options like Yasin Bono, uh, who might be very expensive, 30 million or so, I heard. And uh, besides, it's just the World Cup. And obviously, he's been hyped, in my opinion. I don't think, you know, he might fit into Bayern's system, especially because he is not the best of distributors. He's more of a close-range shot stopper and... He can make a lot of great saves, but I'm not sure that he can fit into that Neuer role that we've all become accustomed to and have taken for granted all these years. Livakovic, same problem, actually to a much greater extent because I think he's not a good distributor at all. And he can also, you know, get very clumsy at uh, nervy moments and when the stage is really big. And I don't think he was especially spectacular in the Croatian league either like I, I think he was pretty average and good at best and I guess one of the other staff as my colleagues at BFW RLD as you may all know him at Bavarian Football Works remarked that he didn't think the player was very special either in terms of like his play in the Croatian league or you know prior experience in any other top league he has blossomed in the World Cup, obviously, with some amazing performances. But the sample size is too small. It's just, uh, I guess, six or seven games for Croatia. That's it, you know? It's it's too little to go on. And I don't think it'll be a great signing because he we need good ball distributors and we need people who can control the tempo as at the goalkeeper position. And I don't think uh, Livakovic fits that bill. So that leaves us with Jan Zoma, Melier and Alex Nubel. And with Jan Zomer, I think Jan Zomer is somewhat of a dream solution for Bayern, considering he is 
one of our arch nemeses in the sense that he always turns up against Bayern. I really fear him and so does every other Bayern fan, I believe. We cannot beat Gladbach as long as he plays for them. So if you can't beat them, why not just buy them, you know, and then beat them? I think Jan Zomer for Bayern might be better than Jan Zomer for Gladbach against Bayern. I think everyone would agree. But at the same time, there's this foreboding sense that as soon as he moves to Bayern, he might lose that, you know, uh, I guess impetus or that mentality that comes with being an underdog at Mönchengladbach compared to Bayern. And since Bayern ex- is expected to win every single game, he might lose that edge and probably concede some really dumb goals or, you know, some boneheaded errors here and there and just ruin the play. And I don't know, overall... It's just very tricky. I think he's been brilliant for Switzerland throughout his career and I think he could be a great option. He's 33 years old and he is at the prime of his career. So this would be a short-term stopgap option for another two or three seasons. And after that, we would probably have to sell him or you know let him retire, retire at Bayern. That is the only option. And for the short term, I think he's a very good solution. I think he will be available for cheap. Five to ten million, I believe. Uh, euros and we would be able to sign him and that is very reasonable in my opinion and I think he would be a great great solution he's a very good distributor he can make amazing saves as we've all seen witnessed over the years and he's also pretty good at organizing the defense which would be crucial for Bayern in the absence of Manuel Neuer so really good solution only for the short term though and the other options yes we have Melier but then again, will Leeds be willing to part with the keeper? How much does he cost? And besides, there's the language barrier as well. Oh no, there isn't. He speaks French and so does the rest of Bayern's defense. So I don't think that would be a problem. I think it's more of getting integrated into Munich, obviously. And secondly, the entire pressing structure and the play that Bayern is used to, it is quite similar to what Leeds employs. But Leeds do not care about conceding it seems because they keep conceding a boat ton of goals but then again it can be argued that they do not have the best crop of players so my overall score for this for on a scale of 0 to 10 if we manage to transfer Melier would be a solid 6 because he is a very good goalkeeper but at the same time not an amazing ball distributor maybe not a very good leader and not someone that the defense would probably listen to especially since he's not you know very senior and he's pretty young and still inexperienced at the top level in Europe. I mean, Champions League and, you know, other top level matches. So still kind of skeptical, but, you know, six out of 10 is still pretty solid. And he is a very young keeper and he can mature into a top, top player. So it's a pretty good transfer. And Alex Nubel, which is my favorite, just bring him back from Monaco. I think a million or two should be offered which Monaco have requested and then just get the player back and get him to grips with Bayern's game, just get him integrated and just play him. It's okay if we lose a game or two at the beginning during his integration. He is bound to, you know, be nervous at times, maybe make errors in the beginning. But yes, he is playing for Bayern Munich and he's very young and he has a lot of time to mature, improve. And I think he might be able to fill Neuer's shoes eventually because we have all seen the quality he can make really good stops. He can distribute the ball very well. And if he did enough to impress, you know, with that defense that Monaco has, then I don't know what the limit is when you have Bayern's defense in front of Nubel. So that is my verdict. I would like to see Nubel back, but any of the other options, it's possible, but 
Bayern's board has to make a very calculated and, you know, well thought out decision because this can affect both the present and the future of Bayern Munich's defense. Coming to the next topic, it's about the team in general and in specific uh, the youngsters and how Nagelsmann manages them. And one player whose name has surfaced recently and, you know, players on plaudits in the you know, World Cup break and during preparations is Matthew Tell, who has been using this time extremely well to, you know, impress the coaches and everyone else at the Bayern Munich uh, executive committee and also the coaches and the management. And he has done extremely well in training sessions, I've heard. He has impressed Brazo and Nagelsmann and he looks better and sharper than ever before, which I hope only bodes well for the Bayern attack. Because right now, they envision him at the left or the right wing spot, not as a striker, but they hope that he might mature into a striker. And I think they're right. Matthew Tell is a player who can, you know, run really quickly and he can use his dribbling trickery and his vision to, you know, exploit defenders on the wing, especially opposition wing backs who leave space. And he has also shown that he can cut inside on his left foot and fire goals and we know that you know I think it was the game I don't remember which game it was specifically but he did score a really nice goal and he was criticized for not passing to Kingsley Coman who was open on that game but at the same time he did take you know the initiative to go all the way by himself and score the goal so I think that was pretty impressive in itself and the fact that he's really really young I believe he's is he, is he says still 17 or is he 18? Just just give me a second. Let me check. It's it's hard to keep track of all these things, you know. But yeah, I, I think the sky is the limit for this player. And, uh, you know, he is a player who can use his versatility to help Bayern Munich a lot. He's still 17, by the way. That's crazy. He's turning 18 next year in April. Wow. Bayern has a really bright young future in attack. And that is just fantastic. So... I think he has time on his side. He has Nagelsmann's support. So I hope he gets integrated into the attack because he could become a pivotal part of that Bayern Munich front line. And since Gnabry and Coman are prone to having off nights pretty frequently, and since Zane and Muziala have been super dependable this season, Tell could usurp them in that starting lineup and slot into a wing position, which is completely possible. And he could also... Give, I can't believe I'm saying this, Chupa Moting a rest, you know, because he is our starting striker and he is currently one of the best players in the Bundesliga because of how amazing he's been throughout the season for Bayern Munich. Unfortunately, Cameroon is not a great team on paper and they weren't that great in the World Cup either. They did manage to beat Brazil, but that's where it ended. I mean, they didn't qualify, they didn't do a lot more in attack, so I would understand if, you know, I was a Cameroon supporter because... Chomoting probably didn't have a lot of service, you know, in the World Cup. But at the same time, when he's back at Bayern, things are going to be completely different. I really hope he goes into super, super mode, you know, because before the World Cup, he was on a tear. And if he can get back to that form, it'll be crazy. So I would like to see Matthew Tell paired with Chupomoting once, maybe. But at the same time, if Chupo needs a rest, Matthew is where it lies. And... I think he has a lot of potential. I think he can be great for the Bayern attack. And, of course, Muziela always starts. So that's another youngster on the paper. 
I would like to see more of Paul Warner as well because I believe he really has the potential to become Bayern's future starting attacking midfielder, the perfect Thomas Müller replacement. I know that Muziala has been amazing as an attacking midfielder, but I just think that if Bayern have a lot of riches, then why not exploit all of them? Why do they have to limit themselves to just one player, you know, at that position and just end up benching Paul Warner or maybe even letting him go when they can use Paul Warner at the AM position and use Muziala, who is way more versatile, on the wings because that is in my opinion, the best case scenario for both parties. Muziala is going to be a bona fide starter no matter what, and Paul Warner might as well mature to become the next-gen Thomas Müller because he has the same rangey wiry frame, the same height, I believe, exact same height, 1.85 meters, really, really good vision, amazing passing, really good ball-carrying ability, and probably a really, really high football IQ because... I believe the Bayern campus and the Bayern 2 players and the coach remarked that he is one of a kind and that he can become one of the best players in the world, you know, in the future. And that is the that is the kind of potential that Bayern Munich has to use and that has to unlock. And Ralf Ragnick, who is also known to, you know, develop young talent, he's one of the best masterminds, you know. Uh, the whole RB system, Red Bull system, Leipzig, Salzburg has benefited tremendously from Ralph Rangnick's vision and, you know, his scouting. And it's incredible how he has already invited Warner to Austria's training camp. And Paul Warner has received an offer from Austria to join their national team already. And the man is just, I believe, 16. He will be turning 17. That is nuts. And if Rangnick believes that he is... Talented enough to start for Austria to play a role in Austria's ambitions in various competitions, then it is not a stretch to suggest that he could be starting for Bayern in the near future. So, Nagelsmann and the front office, if you're listening to this, please give Wanner a shot. Obviously, if we're winning games, it's not necessary to keep the starting lineup throughout the game. We need more rotation, so Wanner could use those minutes. It doesn't matter even if he's played on the wings or, you know, in deeper in midfield, like on the 8 or the 6. He could use all of those to mature and become a well-rounded player and then take on from Thomas Ritter once the former retires. It's going to be a sad day indeed. But when he does hang up his boots, you know, Paul Warner should be a fitting successor because I hope, you know, he can carry that legacy. I really see a lot in the player and I hope for the best for him. Um, the rest of the Bayern Munich squad, well, the defense is still pretty young, all of them, and I think they're doing really great. I really want to see more of Gravenberch because he is a very good player and he has a lot of talent. He has a lot of potential. So I'm just hoping that he can, you know, get more minutes in the Rukrunda. And I believe he, you know, deserves more time because... He has been very, very sharp in most of his starts. And I think he can be more of an offensive-minded eight. Kind of like Goretzka, but with, you know, lesser defensive capabilities. Because Goretzka is an absolute panzer. So, kind of expect Gravenberch to maul down, you know, opposition midfielders and attackers. But at the same time, Gravenberch is very silky on the ball. And he can carry the ball up. He can dribble really well. And he can take really amazing shots from outside the box. So, that is there as well. And if we end up getting, you know, uh, I guess, uh, 
Conrad Lima. Wow, I forgot his name. It's all these Christmassy things, late night, everything's just getting to me. Uh, bear with me, please. I'm really sorry. Yeah, Conrad Lima, if he end up signing him, then it is bye-bye for Marcel Zabitzer, which I really can't get to terms with because, yes, the buying board has said that they will not be, you know, selling Zabitzer anytime soon. But that player has so much to offer and we've seen how he has elevated this game this season and he's become more of a team player and he has fit himself so well, you know, he's become a more defensive-minded player to allow Kimmich to venture forward. He sacrificed some facets of his game to help the rest of the team and he's done so well despite doing all of that. I cannot, you know, fathom the thought of him leaving Bayern without, you know, scoring two or three of his trademark screamer goals and, you know, contributing to at least a bunch of trophies. So it'll still be too soon to sell Zabitzer. And I, if you ask me, frankly, I don't think we need Conrad Leimer unless our midfield is going through an injury crisis. But that being said, since many people, including Nagelsmann himself and the Bayern board, seem to want him, one of the midfielders have to give away and they might have to leave the club. Unless, of course, Nagelsmann changes everything and just, you know, adopts a 4-3-3 system with three midfielders and three attackers and, you know, manages to bench Thomas Müller. Gosh, don't come at me with pitchforks and everything. I mean, I'm just suggesting Nagelsmann might do this. It's not my own thought process. Or he could play Thomas Müller on the wings at the same time, which is also a travesty. We know that certainly isn't his best position, but the player didn't exactly cover himself in glory in the World Cup. And yes, he was completely misused. And I'm really pissed with Flick for playing him as a striker, which is like the most brain-numbing, stupid, boneheaded decision ever. And uh, there were rumors of Nagelsmann, you know, also maybe starting Thomas Müller as a striker, you know, but that's kind of stupid. And I don't think Nagelsmann would do that because uh, every single sign, you know, of Thomas Müller having contributed to both the German national team and Bayern Munich. All these years in the player's history have pointed to him thriving off a striker, playing amazingly well as a secondary striker. He thrived really well for Germany with Miroslav Klose in the lineup. And as soon as we lost the true out-and-out striker, we lost that edge and Germany started floundering. And with Bayern Munich, yes, we had Lewandowski and that coincided with some of Thomas Müller's best ever years of his career. And he also had Robin Ribery and uh, Mario Gomez, I believe. And that was a fantastic time as well. A treble winning season. Yes, it was fantastic. And recently we've had Chuba Moting as well. So yeah, I think he thrives really well with a striker. Please do not take that away from him, you know. And if he does end up doing that, then he deserves to probably, you know, in, in the distant future get sacked. because. But I don't think that's going to happen. With that being said, yes, Thomas Müller is in the same player that we've used to seeing, you know, uh, so long. And obviously, we need to get prepared for his uh, career coming to an end. Maybe the twilight uh, uh, ends of his career, you know, towards the conclusion. And it is very sad. It is extremely sad. But on the bright side, he could take a coaching role at Bayern Munich. All things considered, yes, the 4-3-3 is a viable option for Bayern. But I don't know why he would do that considering he has both Muziala and Paul Wanner to play as an attacking midfielder. And I would prefer a Bayern Munich side that has an attacking midfielder exclusively for that position. But I don't really see how this Conrad Lima move would be possible without selling one or two midfielders. So yeah, that is how the squad situation is at the moment. And the defense, well, Upamecano and Delict have to perform because we don't have Hernandez for the rest of the season, which is a shame. 
because he is our best defender. And I'll keep repeating this. I do not care how tired you guys get of me saying this. I will keep saying this again and again and again because that is the truth. The sole truth and nothing but the truth is that Hernandez is one of the world's best left centre-backs. He is the world's best left centre-back in my opinion. And I think that Bayern's left side becomes an absolute fortress when he plays. And in his absence, Delict, who is very slow and has to also be more defensively aware and make less errors inside the box in crucial games like, you know, he has been known for doing at Juventus. But then again, they eat a lot of pasta there and care less about their physique. I'm not going to comment on all that. I guess, uh, you know, his Bayern version would definitely be better. So just hoping that they up their game. Davies is going to do his thing, not worried about that thing that has covered the squad and the youngsters and hopefully you know Bayern has a really good rook runder because I expect a lot from the team and our final topic of discussion is going to be you know the contract extensions and there's a quite a lot of good news on that front in that Hernandez is expected to you know extend his contract really soon which is fantastic news it is music to my ears he is one of the best defenders in the world. Oh God, I'm saying it again. And I think he deserves that extension. And he probably, you know, needs a injury clause included in the contract because he does get injured quite a lot. And it's really sad because he could have had an all-time best career. But, you know, it just sucks that he gets injured quite often. And I really hope that he has a turn in fortunes in that regard after he comes back from his ACL. But that is in the distant future. But for now, the contract extension for sure, without a doubt, without blinking. Five-year contract extension and include an injury clause if possible, you know. Our performance uh, enhancing clauses based on, you know, how fit he stays for the rest of the season. And I think Chuho Moting might also be in for an extension. Talks are ongoing. I wouldn't give him too long on the contract because, yes, he is an amazing player, but I don't think he will be at Bayern Munich for too long considering a lot of clubs want him and he might not get a starting role once Bayern plan to sign someone like Vlahovic. So I think that is the squad situation and uh, Benjamin Pavard is probably as good as gone in terms of transfers out and it's sad but I don't think he's going to stay at Bayern. I think his sights are already set elsewhere and his behavior you know off the pitch is not really helping you know his case and Mazraoui is doing amazingly well at the right-back position. He has taken that role and made it his, and I'm really happy for that. And I believe Bayern has already, you know, uh, looked at a, quite a few replacements. They're looking at Malo Gusto of uh, uh, Lyon, Olympique Lyonnais, yeah, as a replacement. Uh, and they're also looking at some other players. I think Borna Sosa would be a pretty decent option, but I'm, again, I'm not sure if he would be willing uh, to, you know, start behind Mazraoui or be a bench option because yeah that would be a problem and I think Buena Sosa could also play as a left back you know as a substitute uh, you know a uh, backup option for Davies but then again yeah it's 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 just difficult you know we need a backup left back and a backup right back and without them I don't think Bayern is going to have a good time when those players are at a risk of injury and fullback positions are usually at a higher risk of injury just like wingers because they're susceptible to harsh tackles and at the same time the huge bursts of pace can lead to more strain on the muscles so I'm just hoping that Bayern has some sort of a plan on that regard 
And uh, yeah, I think I've covered everything I've put my mind to today in quite a reduced time period, which is awesome because I really need to go and celebrate the rest of the evening with my family and, you know, hopefully spend the night, you know, in a happy, cheerful way and also somehow be prepared for the exam tomorrow. Oh God, life is so depressing. Anyways, don't let all of this get to you. I hope you guys enjoy your Christmas and have a wonderful, wonderful time. And I believe the next time we have a flagship out, it'll be after New Year's. And, you know, therefore, I wish you all a happy new year in advance. And I hope that 2023 brings you loads more happiness, memories, joy, and a lot of success for Bayern Munich, obviously, because we'll definitely enjoy the year if, you know, Bayern Munich sees a lot of success. That's why 2010 was one of the best years, despite COVID taking so much time off of our, you know, everyday normalcy, because it's just crazy how much a sex tuple can impact your life in a positive way especially if it's your favorite club doing it so here's Nagelsmann and Bayern Munich having a great season ahead I'm not highly highly optimistic because we're facing PSG in the round of 16 and I'm really worried about that picture and there's Messi, Neymar and Mbappe to worry about so yeah yikes but then again Bayern Nagelsmann in this case they're underdogs but I think they're capable of the impossible so Let's see what happens. So yeah, until the next pod, thank you for listening and stay tuned to all our podcasts and make sure you like, share, rate, subscribe uh, to us in any and all podcasting platforms of your choice, be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything you use to listen to us. Feel free to, you know, leave feedback and, you know, follow us on Twitter and make sure to read our articles on Bavarian Football Works and keep the feedback and the love coming because we really enjoy the support and we'll keep giving you better content as you would also help us improve. Thank you so much once again and uh, from all of the BFW staffers together, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year ahead. Thank you for listening. Vielen Dank und auf Wiedersehen.